right, welcome to the HP HQ podcast. The podcast is brought to you by the world's wildest car festival, Summonads. I'm Jay Benz and I'm joined by Webby. Webby, how are you, bud? I'm really good. How are you, Jay Benz? I'm very good, mate. I'm very good. I'm anticipating the uh, end of year's activities and everything coming up. I'm, I'm realising 2020 is coming to a close and I couldn't wait for the door to hit it right on the... I think everybody feels a bit like that. Uh, Everybody you talk to, they sort of can't wait for 2020 to be over. But I've actually, I definitely haven't enjoyed COVID, but there's been some just unbelievable um, things going on and cars being built. And and, uh, as I think I've said a few times throughout the podcast, I've really enjoyed JobKeeper because I got all my cars up and running (laughs) and registered. So I'm loving it. All good. Yeah, I'm, I must say this year's been a blast, mate. I must say that given all the, the circumstances we've been through, we are, we're here to tell the story and nonetheless, you know, we're, everything's looking really great for 2021. But I've, I have actually really enjoyed this year, to say the truth, too. Yeah. I've done some work on my car, finally got it out and got it to the shop. So it's, it's still there at the moment. So looking forward to getting that out and then getting the rest of it under, under, yeah. underway. Can't talk yeah. about it too much because it's yeah. a bit of a, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and just the scene in general, the whole custom car scene is... Yeah, is, it's uh, alive. It's, it's alive. so alive as we're, yeah. we're going to find out tonight. Absolutely. And shops and, and automotive aftermarket retailers, I've had many conversations with them and they tell me they've never had a busier year. Yeah, yeah. And that's not just the do-it-yourself. It's just in general, isn't it? I think Absolutely. People, because people aren't travelling or doing a lot of things, they've got a little bit of excess money. I think that's part of it. I think it's a, a whole range of things. It's not one thing in general. But I think a lot yeah. of people probably took a little bit of money out of their super, potentially yeah. too, and <laughs> spending spend it on car parts. Build a few cars, yeah. You build cars and have no money when you're later. What do you do? That's what, you know, we can drive the cars now. No, I'm only Abs- joking. But no, absolutely. It's, it's great to see that automotive economy is still going and all of our friends that work in it that are going well, so that's cool. All right. Yeah. This is a really great show, this one, Webby. We've got on two strong guests to talk about all things, uh, I guess, where the car scene's at now and what the future holds. Give us a bit of insight into that. Yeah, look, I'm really looking forward to tonight. I've got, uh, we've had Howard on the last series, Howard Astle. He's been building cars for many, many years. He started out at Broken Hill and built some fantastic cars back in the day and he was a real trendsetter uh, with his, with his Marone XA and then the Pioneer Coupe and and quite a few other cars. So really looking forward to having a, a chat to Howard of not so much where he's come from, but what he's doing now because he's building some awesome muscle cars at the moment and he'll give us an overview of that. And then uh, a fantastic guest, another guest tonight is Rod Zahavi from Rides by Cam. Yeah, wow. And he's been, he started off back in Canberra quite a few years ago and he's now based on the on the Gold Coast and he's building some incredible cars and then he's he's got his third car in the States and He's really got some innovative and, and looking forward to having a, a, a good chat with him. And something else that he's got going on at the moment is um, they're raffling his young bloke, Cooper, and they're raffling his neighbour, which we unveiled at um, Summonats 31. And yep. that's for a whole thing. Wow. It's called Customs for Cancer. And you can get a ticket. That's going to be on display at quite a few places and then get a ticket for 25 bucks to win that car. So that's something really wow. cool they're doing. Wow, yeah. absolutely. That, that's awesome. That's a, it's a really nice... Thing they're, thing they're doing there and, and I know Rob's a super bloke and uh, Howard's a super yeah. bloke so great for the raffle and we look forward to chatting with those those guys Howard and Rob yeah. coming up in a minute. Yeah. Also, so, yeah. I was going to say though about Howard is that so when I was, you know, obviously a, a, a product of the 80s, a lot of the cars Howard built back then and some of the stuff that I had on my wall as a kid, you know, like that, 
you know, all that, that stuff. And so suit yeah. and with Rob, Rob builds the cars now that the kids have on their wall, you know, like these are superhero yeah. dudes. Yeah, it, it, that's actually right. And I used to compete pretty much, uh, well, not so much compete, but I had cars at the same time when Howard was building cars and we were building cars and we used to compete head to head at shows and yeah. always a, a great competitor and a great guy. And we, oh, yeah, we've done a lot of stuff. So really looking forward. But it's not about living in the past. It's actually about where we're at now, where we've come yeah. from, where we're at now and where these guys see the future. So. Let's All get right. on with it. Let's get on with it. Also, we've got Benny Benz back with the quiz. We've got <laughs> we've, we've got Marv and we've got World Time Attack CEO Ian Baker there. So Marv from Street Machine and Baker are on there. So they're two cool guys to have on that. We've also got Shop Talk back with you and Rach. So that's going to be cool for part yeah. three. Uh, you guys are getting through the series now. So it's been really interesting to hear your points of view on lots of stuff like that. But let's not talk about it. Let's get straight into it. And here we go. Summonats is heading back to Canberra in 2021 as the Rare Spares Summonats Rev Rock and Roll kicks down the door and lights up the pad at Exhibition Park. Entries. They will go on sale December 1. Spectator tickets on sale in January. Bring your ride to Epic for one huge long weekend in March with most of the same ingredients that make Summonats so special. Join in on the annual city cruise. Party hard on Skid Row. Get them gleaming in the hunt for the grand champion and get those tyres off on the burnout pad where we'll crown the 2021 Burnout Masters Champion. In line with COVID-19 restrictions, capacity is extremely limited, which means once we've sold out, that's it. If you don't want to miss your spot at this Summonats homecoming party, make sure you get your entry in this Tuesday, December 1. 2021's going to be mad. Because Summonats is mad. Mad. Ah, you thought I was gone. The Burnout Masters game has a new update. There's a new pro car, Loose Q, a new level, Tropical Meltdown, new cars, HQ Wagon, BA Ute, and an XP sedan. There's also new engines in Full On and LS1. And there's four new tyre compounds which completely change the game. Get the Burnout Masters update, get the game on your phone, and start smashing tyres. Smashing tyres, man. Hi, welcome back, and here we are tonight with on podcast three with but Howard Astle and uh, Rob Zahabi. So thanks, guys, for joining us, and we're going to have a bit of a overview on where the the whole scene's at at the moment and, and where you guys see the future going. So welcome aboard. Thank you very much. Welcome, guys. Pleasure to be here. So, firstly, Howard, I'm um, obviously you've been in the industry a long time. Just give us a little bit of an overview of uh, where you think the scene's at now, what's going on. Well, I think it's sort of almost split down the middle where there's that tangent that's gone off building pretty much muscle car, almost full resto. Um, and then the show side of it that's gone absolutely, you know, full on sort of stuff that, um, that Rob's doing. So, I mean, it's gone in two directions and the, the the amount, the level of work and the quality of work in those cars is no different. It's just they're just totally different fields. And I, I think it's come about because the muscle cars, like what we do in the Fords, for instance, the GTs, the Cobras, the prices are just skyrocketing, absolutely going through the roof. So people see some value if they can find something, they're going to spend, you know, two, three hundred thousand restoring it um, and still have a muscle car. And then a lot of those guys have been what I class as a resto mod, where the body and the trim are all original, but then they'll put a bigger motor, different gearbox, maybe even diff, and definitely wheels and, and a bit better stance. 
so they can still convert it back at a later date and still have yeah. the value in the vehicle. Yeah. What are you um what are you working on right at the moment? What sort of car? Well, we've sort of gone full circle. We're doing an X C sedan at the moment, but it's um Everyone that comes to me says, I want to build a driver, and I go, well, you're talking the wrong way. You know? <laughs> what are you doing here sort of thing? So this guy is, you know, Peter's building what he calls a driver, but it's uh, um, a John Case big block um, with a ZF six-speed uh, auto behind it with a, a Kugel rear end, full um, polished um, rear end in it. Yeah, right. 18s and 20s, and then the big twist with it is we're actually putting a, an FG... Um, full interior in it with all the computerisation, so all of that will work. And I'm still in the process working with the computer guys and stuff um, to actually get the ABS to make sure the ABS works, um, trip computers, all those bits and pieces that you accept as being normal. So you it. said you said that's an XC. So that's just a, an XC sedan, not a not yeah. a GT. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's wow. just a sedan. So basically chopped up. Um, you know, there's a lot of money just in parts, let alone a huge amount of labour. Um, and it's being engineered into Queensland um, as well. And we've actually put the full firewall and floor out of the FG into the car to actually... Yeah, right. So that gives us collapsible steering column with full adjustability. The whole dash is in original positioning. Um, seats, console, handbrake is all FG. And it's amazing how close the sizes are. The width, the width of the car from inner sill to inner sill is identical between an XC and an FG. Wow. Um, and the biggest job's just been getting the plan under work with the wipers. Um, yeah. So externally XC, but, you know, tuck bumpers, um, all the nice things, all the gaps looking good. Yeah. And on a set of 18s and 20s. So like a 2012 on the back end because it's independent, you know, you look straight through the wheels, got inboard brakes. That'd be pretty different. I really like your on your socials how that you keep everybody updated with that build too. It's I've been certainly clicking and following you, and you do like a lot of a lot of photos that give some nice in depth sort of look into the process of it. Yeah, I think part of that's just to keep me motivated to keep me out. <laughs> I mean, I've been doing it a really long time, and you know, I pretty much work three days a week nowadays. But you know, I put a lot of a lot of hours in, and the Facebook thing just keeps me on track and motivated to keep going out there. Yeah, absolutely. I, I like that, Rob. He does three days a week and you're doing eight days a week at the moment, right? <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I can't even have fine, fine time to go to Tald in peace. <laughs> Mate, so you um, you obviously, a lot of people know what you've done, started off way back. Um, yeah. But I was sort of probably best known for the Camaro, which was a bit of a um, resto mod type thing. But what, mm-hmm. uh, where are you up to now? What are you at? Um, I, I honestly can't keep up with where we're at at the moment. Like things are just um, uh, gone from um, zero to a hundred so quick over the last few years. Um, with all the stuff we're doing in America and and um, stuff that we're doing back home, um, you know, I, I couldn't be happier. We're we're more proud to build cars than where I'm at at the moment with the business, especially with your boys as well, eh? Yeah, I mean, I've got my two sons working there at the moment and I've had another fella that's um, been working with us for a good 15 years and he's been full-time now for the last six months. So there's four of us going at the moment. We've got four shops going um, in the same sort of complex. Um, We've got, um, I think, 25 cars on the build at the moment in the shop. We've got two years waiting list and 12 in a 
another storage facility with 15 waiting to get in. So oh. that's, that's unreal. So you've got heaps of work. So where do you actually see this scene? Obviously very healthy, but <clears throat> as far as build, what are, you, what are you sort of building? Really innovative stuff or like how was well, saying the, the resto stuff? What are you building? So at the moment, what we're primarily building and what we're finding that's coming through the door is people that just want to build a car that doesn't really care too much for the show scene, but they want to build a tough-ass car that they can drive every day that's got all the bells and whistles of a show car, but they want to go and put it on the track and enjoy it. And, 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 and like at the moment, we're probably only building three, probably four big high-end cars like Havoc. Um, but the rest of them are just everyday people with spending big dollars on their builds, um, but they just want to enjoy it for themselves. You know, they've got to a point in their life where they know exactly what they want. They've seen the style of build that we build and they want to, they want to get that happening. So that's, that's what we're building a lot of. And in the last year, our business has transitioned so much. Like we're actually doing CNC machining now in-house. We're building our own front ends. We've just had our first few front ends engineered through Dr. Tim. Um, we're doing all our own rear ends and everything, and it's all built in-house. We've got our own everything going on, and we're, we're really trying to, I suppose, uh, it's more about taking pride in what we do than selling quantity. You know, we're trying to sell quality, not quantity. Do you see, and a lot of those builds got a lot of um, like late model or innovative stuff in it, or what is it? That's sort of so everyone, everyone sort of wants to go late model, like fuel injection, stuff yeah. like that. So, like, I'll give you a perfect example. Like, this is one of our customers at the moment, and a lot of Ford own, owners would probably cringe at this, but you know, we're doing an F100 truck that's a 69 model. He doesn't care what motor goes in it. We've got an LS going in this thing, but we're building a really cool engine cover and everything like that, and the engine bay, it's all sheet metal. So no one's ever going to really see it, but value for money, it was a lot easier to get in yeah. an LS3, yeah. um, and that's that was my decision as a business owner to do that. He didn't care which way I went, um, but that was probably the easiest way to go with that one. And then on the flip side, you know, we're doing – a car for Cam Waters, um, the V8 supercar driver, we're doing his car and we, we did all his front suspension, all his rear suspension. We chopped all the shock towers out of his XB coupe and um, we put a full in, uh, independent front suspension in it and we mounted a V8 supercar motor in that thing. So there's just so many directions that so many different people are going that you've really got to, I don't know, be up to date with it with everything yeah. at the moment just to keep on track with, with, with their, all, all the people's needs, you know. It's really hard as a car builder at the moment, I think. Yeah, with, with, with the Gen 3 rules in the, in the supercars, Cam might actually race that car. Who knows? <laughs> I tell you, he's quite excited, man. Like one of, the, one of the V8 supercar engine builders is building his motor. So, like, you know, he's such a great guy. Like, you know, I, I, I couldn't speak highly enough. And, you know, I'm a GM man through, through and through, really, from the get-go. Yeah. But but his Ford is an honour to build, you know, and to have him as a customer and, you know, he's, he's yeah, I can't wait to get that thing back in our shop next year and get the paint on it. Yeah, yeah. So you said that was an XP coupe? Yeah. Yeah, right. Your head's got to be so, in spin, man. <laughs> <laughs> so what we did is we did all the suspension and everything and then Cam wanted to do all the body work with him and his dad. Um, and he's going to get it to probably 60, 70%, and then he'll send it back to us, and we'll fine-tune it all from there. So 
Yeah. You know, it's kind of a father-son project that he's really excited about. Yeah, that's really cool. And, again, he just wants that to – he'll probably do a few, like, small runs or shows, but it's not a full show car. It's just what he wants to drive. And Yeah, I mean, look, it's going to be quite showy, but, you know, obviously he wants to get on the highway and drive the thing as well. So um, I don't, really don't know, and I'm probably pretty sure he doesn't really know what his end intention is with the car yet, but – you know, he's um, taken all the directions of building, I suppose, at his age. You know, he's probably only, what, 25. He's building yeah. his dream car. Yeah, unreal. How awesome is that? Perfect. Yeah. Unlike um, what we were just saying there earlier, Howard, that a lot of the guys that you're building for and that, that I know are building these muscle cars, it's sort of they they grew up with these cars and it's now that they can afford them, isn't it? That's why they're doing that. That's popular well, now. You know, a few of the cars I've recently done is that, they were the cars they had when they were younger and the guys yep. are either almost my age that just want the car and in some cases don't ever use them. I mean, it's yeah. about having the car. And, I mean, I was the same when I had my Mustang. I had it 10 years, but I just enjoyed having it more so yeah. than even using it. Yeah. And you walk out in the shed, there it is, you can look at it. And, okay, you go for a ride somewhere. And more so, Heather would say, can we take the Mustang out? And I go, yeah, sure. <laughs> but it, it, for me, it was more about actually having the car, and that's yeah. what a lot of the, the customers got. have got. They want a car that's reliable. When they get in it, they don't want it to get hot. They don't want it to break down. Yeah. And they want a reasonably comfortable ride, and they can go for a ride sort of hassle-free. So at the last Cobra we built, he wanted a brand-new engine. I said, you can't buy a brand-new Cleveland. So in the end, we just I got on the sand and said, I want a brand-new Cleveland. So... He built a new engine with all new parts, which cost an absolute bomb, but that's what the guy wanted, so that's what he gets. It's interesting just to listen to both of you guys talk there. I mean, obviously, I'm, I sort of know what's going on as well, but back back in the day, people were building really high-performance engines and cars, and they really weren't using them much, but now people want cars. They can get in, turn the key, and drive it. Yeah. Down. yeah. And, no. and, and one of our customers is exactly like Howard's too, like... Um, it's the same sort of deal. These guys have dreamt of these cars their whole life and now they can afford to build them and um, they want to build them. And, yeah, they might put it in the garage and only drive it once a month, but they want it to be able to do exactly what he said, drive in traffic, not overheat. Yeah. So, you know, and, and this is what I get told a lot. I want to be able to drive from the Gold Coast to Brisbane and back and not get worried about overheating and, and you know, just all the shit that happens with an old car. Yeah, yeah. Is that because of the, you think the, 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 that didn't happen in the past because the availability of, availability of parts or because it just wasn't the trend or, and maybe the, there was the availability of parts? What do you think is the reason? That I, reckon, so- I reckon it's the internet. Like everyone gets on their phones, watch YouTube, Google stuff, you know. Like yep. my customers are coming in all the time showing me stuff on YouTube or, you know, oh, what do you think about this? Or, you know, well, should we do this? And I'm like, well, you know, just settle down a little bit. Let's not get <laughs> too excited. But but it's so true. Like, you know, the internet's opened up the whole world to all of us, you know. I mean, Howard, you know yourself, mate. Like when we were building cars back in the day, if you wanted to look at instructions, you had to go and find the paperwork. And if you didn't, you were screwed. So yeah. now you can Google the part number, whatever you want. Find a full yeah. downloaded instruction manual. And you know what? We're a sparky. <laughs> yeah. Can I ask you? I was just having a clean out recently of a lot of my old magazines because, you know, if you're going to build a car, you dragged out boxes and boxes yeah, of magazines. Yeah, correct. Correct. Very cool to find ideas. Now you just type into Google what you want. 
and back up it comes. You know, it can be as simple as a battery carriage or yeah. whatever, the air cleaner, and you go, you know, I've got um, trump, trumpet injection air cleaner and whack it in there and all of a sudden you've got pages and pages of info where back in the day we'd be, you know, dragging through all them old books we had trying to find ideas. Correct, and correct. We, we used to have those sessions, you know, you'd drag them all out when we built Pioneer Coot, that's how it was built. 100%. Just find everything you liked and put a post-it on it and stack them up and then when you then you t- tried to come up with an idea of how you're going to do it and then you had to source the parts and then you had to ring people that you knew. Now, it's just all out there. It's amazing. Can I ask the, the, the question of, as car builders or car creators, you could you could say, both of you guys, would, is there an era which you preferred more? Did you prefer it when it was like that more or you prefer it today that everything's so accessible and everybody, the information like you were saying then, how we got to go through all the, the old car mags, you don't need to do that anymore. But, but was that part of the passion too? Or? I prefer it today. I mean, I, I can remember back when I built, the original burgundy car, people used to go, where'd you buy that? So I made it. Yeah. What do you mean you mm. made it? And I'm talking, you know, making spark plug lead holders out of a bit of aluminium angle that you just got on the bench and cut it out and drilled holes and sawed away and made it. And I, you know, and then people wanted to buy them where now you can just buy all that, but you still got to have a feeling of, you know, everyone's got their own style, but to be able to put together a package that the car looks right. Yeah. So yeah. you still need to have creativity. That. The creativity's yeah. got to be there, and I mean, yeah, um, the sort of stuff Rob's doing. I, I I don't even have that in my head in relation to you know engine covers and all that. I'm probably more t- more towards the resto style, even in my own. Like I've got, got a panel in there I'm about to do, but I'm still looking at the engine bay. Probably still going to look like every other four because that's what I like. But it's also my style, and I don't have that dream to to go down a whole different avenue, if you like. And I'm, yeah, you know, it's it's just not my style. So I'm going to get on to him about that in a minute. But uh, Howard, so where do you actually think that uh, where we're at now? And you've seen you've been building cars for a long time. Where do you think we'll we're sort of going, and where we'll be at in ten years? What do you reckon? Well, I, I'm looking at from one side of thing. You know, we're running out of XY Falcon shells to build more and more XYs. I don't know where they're finding the truth. Paying ten grand for a bare shell so they can build one, but and you, you know, I spoke, spoke to a guy the other day that's got forty booked in like X Ys to do the bodywork. The guy up at Helensburg, but I mean, so there's all these things going on. But I think the the availability of cars for a starter. But secondly, as we all get older, the next generation may be doing you know more. We'll see more BLs, or they'll go into to the later model Commodores or the later model Falcons. And it's just hard to know. And it really comes back to the customer. They walk in the door and go, this is what I want to do. And whilst I'll try and guide them to what I think is going to be practical and work for them, at the end of the day, it's what the customer wants. And I always felt that was driven by the magazines. You know, before we had so much internet and the phone, you know, yeah, cameras in every, you know videos and cameras in every phone. Um, I always felt, and I've spoken to you, Alan, as well, with things like Motorex, that what the judges wanted and what the magazines were showing tended to be what created the trends. Yeah. I think it's changed now. It's just whatever you want. You know? People it's build them whatever they want. Yeah yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. What do you think, Rob? I mean, you've got a, you're in an interesting situation. Your, your vehicle's sitting over there in the States and you can't get at it, so I'm obviously 
firstly, what are you doing with that? And then where do you see the whole scene going? I, um, I, I like to, I don't know, look at my business as something that we, I don't really, <clears throat> I don't think I've ever looked at anything as inspiration for what I build. I try and come up with everything. Correct. That's a little bit weird. <laughs> um, a lot of the stuff I do is a little bit out there, but in my head it works. And then if the customers like it or the public likes it, um, I obviously wanted to challenge myself with US and my car has been sitting dead in the water over there since um, the Grand National Roaster show that we did in January. And look, we kicked ass at that thing. We, we won three first place trophies over there and I was so honoured to be an Australian over there you know, on the front and centre stage, so pumped for the whole year and then all of a sudden COVID hit and then, you know, now it's just costing me shit tonnes of money every every month to be in storage um, yeah. and there's not much I can do about it. But So I've just sort of hit the reset button and from January next year we're going to kick the tour back off again <clears throat> um, and we're going to tour the whole US again next year with Havoc because we only did SEMA and we did, yeah. Uh, the Grand National Racer Show, but like SEMA, for instance, like we did so well there. It was such a exciting time for me and my family. The boys were so involved and I couldn't be, I don't know, more proud of, of, of what we achieved at SEMA Show than what we did. So um, I was so excited for last year, or for this year, I should say. And then, you know, it just got kicked in the butt. So, but, you know, with that said, uh, what we're building in Australia is just as exciting. Um, the US side of things is just yeah. me challenging myself to to see what it's like over there. And um, as you know yourself, I've done it since 2010. It's my third stint over there now. And and the cooter that we're building at the moment, which is um, not far off being completed, is going to do a, a year in Australia and then it will go to US and pick up where Havoc leaves off. So yeah. I, I, I just think that, Everyone's so innovative at the moment in America and, and, and where I see the US, for instance, as opposed to Australia is that the machinery they've got, the ideas they've got, they're just bringing things to life that everyone sort of dreams of these silly ideas in their head, but people can make it happen now. And, um, and that's one thing I've learned that, that you can do in the US as opposed to here. And that's what I'm trying to do back in our own shop that now I'm trying to put all these new machines in and getting new people involved because at the end of the day, the shop doesn't build the car. It's it's the people that are involved with the shop, your suppliers, your supporters, your whole network that builds 